What's going on, guys? This is Purpose, Passion, and Coffee. And this is your host, Christian J. Lynch speaking. Thank you for tuning in to another episode today. Um, and then this podcast is not one of those that has like the super well scripted like intros and outros and doesn't, it's not like super professionally, I guess, sounding. Um, and that's totally fine. That, I'm, that might annoy some people. And I do apologize for that. But I'm a big believer of, you know, be yourself. And this is kind of me. Just want to show the real. Um, and raw version of myself and other people here on the show, which is exciting. But getting back to it, know your purpose, pursue your passion, and most importantly, y'all, enjoy the process. Let's get it. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I have another special guest today, and uh, he is here locally in Kansas City. So it's been awesome, Drew, really just to see him grow the past couple of years. Um, just being able to see the the process that he's gone through to to get where he's at right now, you know, we started out as acquaintances to now um, friends and really just kind of a mentor in my life and just being a, a really positive guy um, to be in my corner and uh, just to bounce off ideas and to help me grow in so many different ways and and just more so just being real and genuine um, in the relationship that we have together. You know, he just recently opened up his own gym that we're going to talk about, um, and this gym is definitely a niche here in the in Kansas City and probably more so just the world, just focusing more or less on the, you know, obviously the fitness side is important, but more so just the athletic and mobility um, side of things with, with people who want to be athletes, and that's where his passion is, just training athletes and making them um, to be better and, and, and more optimal in um, the athletics that they're trying to pursue. You know, he has 20,000 followers on Instagram, 350,000 plus on TikTok. So he knows a little bit about content creating. Not only is he an entrepreneur and influencer, but he's also a content creator. And that's something that he loves to do. And we talked about this, uh, talked about that a little bit in the podcast. Um, and so you can find him um, at Austin Pace Amp. You can find his gym at Amp Performance Gym on Instagram. Um, he also has another um, kind of business he just started up with his friend Saul, who's a, a dope videographer, and it's called The Fresh Media on Instagram. And then obviously on TikTok, you can find him the same thing on his Insta, um, Austin Pace Amp. So please give a warm welcome to to this guest today, Austin Pace. All right, welcome to the podcast, Austin. How are you doing this morning, man? I'm doing great, man. How about you? I'm doing really well. Um, I mean, we can't go wrong. We're going, we're sipping on some coffee this Dude, morning. This, this so. coffee is good. You like it? It yeah. is good. It is I know good. you're a big post guy because you're in Lee Summit. So you always go to post and you get the the, the house blend of coffee, which I know it's, it's very well. Uh, is that Guatemala too? I think it's Guatemala. So this one's from today. We are drinking Messenger Coffee because it's my favorite coffee shop um, in Kansas City. And uh, it's a limited release. You're just asking about the questions about just pour overs and stuff. So yeah. You have all the fitness things that I go to, and you can kind of ask me a little bit about some coffee stuff. So, like right now, I'm a coffee, like I would say, advocate, but I'm going to be an ambassador. You'll be an ambassador. Someday? Yes, I want to be an ambassador. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe you'll be. Do, well, I got to learn. Do something at the gym or something sometime yeah. soon. So, but um, yeah, man, just awesome having you. It's been a long time coming, um, and just uh, our relationship in the past couple of years. Um, I think I want to. I do want to talk about that um, in our relationship, but. Um, there's also, I mean, one of the most important things for you right now is trying to get this, this new gym, like really a grand opening, I guess you would say. And I don't think anyone could talk about it better than you can. So if you yeah. want to give the audience kind of like a little background of kind of the, the, the vision of opening up this gym in Lee summit. Yeah. So this was a vision of mine for a while. And I knew I wanted to open a gym when I, when I was in college and really kind of started my business. I had no idea when it was going to happen, where it was going to happen, how it was going to happen. Um, but I just saw kind of a ton of different avenues to be able to make it an opportunity. And, you know, without going into details, I, you know, I first started 
working at Active Strength and Lee Summit uh, right out of college. And I kind of had two job offers, offers out of college. And one of them was to go work at uh, Freight House Fitness out in Kansas City. Shout out Brandon Smith. And there are great people out there. And that's an awesome gym. Um, and that was going to be a salary job where I was, uh, you know, and they pay good money. They pay their trainers good. They also work like dogs there. They do. Yeah. Um, but it's a great culture out of Freight House Fitness. And the owner at the time was Sean Van Horn. That guy is a hustler. And um, I was thankful for the opportunity. But the difference was I just couldn't really brand myself there you know it was going all... and what do you what do you mean by that when you say brand yourself well you know i was asking him questions like what would you think about me bringing my apparel up there what would you think about me uh filming doing all this uh -huh. stuff and you know how many classes would i have to do compared to like how much hours would i have to be able to train my clients and um although i would have been making more money there at the start because it was salary and it was a pretty good salary option b was uh, my cousin was the owner of uh co-owner of active strength mm -hmm. and uh you know their business model it, they did the same thing they offered the fitness group classes but they just i, I was more of a an independent contractor there i charged whatever i wanted to charge my clients mm -hmm. i took 100 percent of it and most importantly uh they let me put my apparel up there they let me film and edit everything and i just felt more like my own boss yeah. in that situation and um you know, I, I knew that I was only going to, going to succeed if I was thrown in a situation where uh, I control my hours, I am my own boss, and it is up to me to get clients and grow my business. So yeah. um, it, it took, I, it, I did put some thought into that decision, but um, that was what my gut was telling me. And it was really like, looking back on it, it was, it's a no brainer that that's what I should have done. And I'm glad that I did that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we're going from there too. You know, I, I was there for a while. We were there for a year. Um, my cousin actually left the ownership. Uh, so then it was uh, two owners, Chris Piedmonte, uh, Je Jesse Thomas. Um, and uh, they uh, uh, were kind of allowing me to learn the business. And I guess you can be quote uh, be a quote managing partner kind mm -hmm. of. Um, so I learned a lot about the business. And I was kind of in on some decision making. Um, I started doing more classes. And uh, I'm very thankful for the opportunity because I thought I knew, I, I knew a lot about training, yeah. but I did not know a lot about how a gym is ran, mm -hmm. what the books look so like. More so than even the business model. Just the business yeah. model and, and how to run the actual business. And, um, you know, it, there's a lot that goes into it and I learned a lot. And uh, th that partnership, they just decided, you, you know, we, I kind of saw maybe that maybe eventually one day it wasn't going to work out between them mm -hmm. and there wasn't really any animosity. It's just, they kind of had different visions with where the gym wanted to go, what yeah. the business model was going to be. So in the back of my mind, I was thinking, okay, you know, I, I'm going to stay here. I was already there for a year. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then this was around last July and, um, kind of thinking that I'll stay there one more year. If nothing changes, mm -hmm. um, if I don't become owner here or a owner, then I was going to go off and set off and yeah. venture somewhere else. But, you know, it was just kind of one of those weird things that um, they ended up mutually agreeing to uh, Jesse have buy Chris out mm -hmm. and uh, everything just started happening faster. So uh, me and Chris started looking for a space. Um, you know, he was he, he saw everything I was doing with the Ant brand and he was like, man, you know, take this and run with it and yeah. um, just kind of let me be a part of it. And him giving me the freedom with him and all of his expertise and he's being 42 years old it's kind of a unique situation yeah he's, he's gone through a little bit of life so man uh he gave me a lot of responsibility which i think was good for me and i like that and mm. 
I learned a ton just the process of going out to search for a building um, and, and make all these decisions and negotiate contracts on a commercial space. And we did it fast, man. We, we started looking in August and now, well, it's December now, but we signed the lease mid October. And, um, that, that month I sacrificed, I, I made a lot less money yeah. on purpose. Yeah. So I can have more time to get that done faster. Yeah. And, uh, it was probably the most stressful three months of my life, but it was such a learning process. I, you know, how much, I, how much did you grow from that though? Oh, dude, I, I learned more skill in that three months than I did my entire existence in school. And I mean that. <laughs> and I, yeah, I was I mean going to talk that. about that too. That's awesome. And I know we kind of see eye to eye in that the best way to learn is really to get out of your comfort zone. And I really don't think growth and comfort can coexist together. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think really to order, in order to grow, you have to get out of your comfort zone. And because uh, you went to, you know, it's crazy because it's going to be happening the next you know month, I guess, two months, opening this up really for the big time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be, uh, you know, we get all the equipment. We will have everything done. The gym will look at its peak, at its best. It'll be finished uh, before the end of the year. So <clears throat> that grand, grand opening yeah. will happen probably January 1st. Awesome. Um, and right now, you know, we're kind of doing a soft opening where we're not really pushing and marketing very hard because uh, we want to get members in there that have been kind of waiting to pay us and join the gym. And yeah. th they kind of understand like, hey, you know, we're not all the way done. We don't have all of our equipment, but we have enough in there right now um, to facilitate classes and start training. And, and I know there's tons of people excited about, uh, we're just going to offer access memberships for people who just want to work on their own. Mm. And it's going to be a really dope gym for that. Um, but we cannot, I, I know we cannot start offering that until it is completely done. So, uh, about January 1st, we will be able to offer that and that gym will be popping. Yeah. I'm excited for it, man. It's going to yeah. be, I think it's going to be really the, the new, uh, um, place to go to and uh really only summit but it's also only summit's pretty close to kansas city and kind of locally around here so i think you're going to have a lot of you know hopefully you know influencers and content creators and i think you're saying you're going to allow people to create content with videos and stuff in there oh or, okay dude, absolutely i think it's one of the biggest things why i don't like i don't like a lot of the gyms the big um corporation gyms you know genesis yeah. one of them and a couple other ones not to they're great gyms but if you want to be a content creator it's really hard here in missouri because a lot of times like you no know, put the cameras up you can't talk about this or and I was just kind of, it's, it's hard to be, um, to make a living if that's, you're going to be an influencer content creator in a gym like that. Well, in, in the location, it's very centralized in Lee summit, which I really like. And Lee summit's just expanding. I, you know, I think it's going to be Overland park in the next five years. Oh, really. for sure. And, you know, I feel like part of my responsibility saying this in the most humble way possible is I, uh, I just have a lot of friends and a lot of connections and that the reason for that is just because I go out of my way to meet a lot of people and I'm just a people person. Yeah. So through high school, when I think about all the people I was hanging out with, I had like five different friend groups and I hung out with all of them consistently. And, um, I, I just think that even back in college, when I started creating a lot of content and being really the first one to go all in with that and mm -hmm. not really care about, you know, what, what people, what people think about, what people think saying. about that. I think it, it drew a lot of people to me and introduced me to a lot of people that if you looked at us sitting next to each other, like you would never guess that we are friends mm -hmm. because who knows, I could look like the typical jock or typical <laughs> gym rat and yeah. these people do not, but that's how I build a lot of connections. And I feel like it's my responsibility that, you know, I'm in this opportunity to be able to open a gym. And when I think about all these creators and all these people who just want to, uh, you, you know, I'm providing them with a fitness sanctuary and all purpose training facility mm -hmm. that when you're there, you're going to be around people that 
are like me and my friends. Yeah. And I think that I am so blessed with the type of friends that I have because, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we just, we live life positivity. We have fun. We're goofballs. Yeah. And, um, I'm all for that. We don't take life too serious. So, yeah, that's good. One thing I even got in that I was thinking about the very beginning, what you were talking mm -hmm. about with like transitioning from the first gym to active was like, you were able to get a, maybe a salary or a flat rate and make, but you're also, you're probably make less if you move to active. But I think a lot of times what I'm learning too, Austin, um, for people out there is that money is not always necessarily better than the opportunity given to pursue your dream. Like, I think you have to realize that the money will come if, you know, but you need to offer value and work on your craft first. Um, and just kind of hone in on your, on what you're trying to do. Um, cause I think when you start from, from ground zero, you need to look at the, the doors of opportunity that's going to get you to your vision, not necessarily going to get you to the money. Mm -hmm. and, like, and that's what kind of going back to like, I knew I wanted to open gym, didn't know how I was going to, I seriously, I, I had no plan, but, um, it sounds so cliche to just enjoy the process. And I truly believe, I mean, I say that on the show all the time, Austin. Well, so, yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, I mean, it, to understand that you have to you have to experience it. Mm -hmm. I think it's easy for people like a big Gary V follower to yeah. to keep hammering that down people's heads. But yeah. it's like, gosh, you know, I hear that all the time. But when you're actually doing something that you're passionate about, it, it's it's not as easy as it sounds. And a lot of times it's going to start off as a side hustle. But I think for me, not going straight to the corporate world and literally being thrown into the fire, it it um, made me really appreciate that because when I was thinking about all the opportunity cost of me not going into sales at a mm -hmm. corporate job and thinking about the money that I'm missing out on, you know, I, I just really step back and think, what am I really doing for a living? What am I doing on a day-to-day -day basis? I'm taking people through workouts. I am teaching them things that I love and I'm yeah. like obsessed with and fascinated by and stuff that like, like, you know, I keep reminding myself that and it truly like right now, even more than ever, owning the gym really made me feel like this, but like, I don't care as long as I make just enough to live the life that I want, mm -hmm. you know, I'm extremely happy. I could care less about the money. And every time I have that mindset and let that kind of carry me and my motivation for an extended period of time. It's kind of funny because I actually make more money a lot of the times just because yeah. the money comes <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and you stop worrying, you start, you stop, you know, th th there's a fine line of, okay, you need to make more money. You have more expenses coming mm -hmm. up. Okay. Let's actually figure out your business model. What do you got to do to make more money? And my dad helped me a lot with this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we would do this simple formula, I guess you could yeah. say it's like, okay, let's figure out all your expenses. Let's figure out how much money you want to spend, what your, um, I, I, I don't know, like what kind of a lifestyle you want to live mm -hmm. and let's just reverse engineer, you know, you could be that practical with it. So we came up with all these numbers right when I got out of college, luckily I was living with my parents, saving expenses. And I was like, okay, this is really how much I got to make. Now let's figure out all these different things that I offer. You know, I do online training. Um, I, I, I offer macro, uh, custom macro and meal plan mm -hmm. uh, coaching. I also do in-person training. I do groups. I sell apparel. Sometimes I get like sponsored posts. Yeah. Okay. How much do these make? What is the easiest to market? What is the easiest one to get more business? And then you kind of just start playing. Cause that was another thing. It's like, when I first started, it's like, what, what am I going to do with my day? Like, how do I plan? What, what do I spend my time? I know doing? I was talking to you before we went on air and I was like thinking, go, going back to that is like, okay, there's not really a blueprint to 
to this nine to like there's blueprints like the nine to five someone's already created this vision or, or operation so it's easy to go into it but it's like for me i'm struggling with like and I'm, I'm learning more and more but it's like what do i do with my time and my day because i'm trying to create this vision and this passion that i believe in but it's only really come it comes from me you can get outside sources to help you like your dad i think it's awesome like trying to okay be practical reverse engineering is so awesome i think i'm gonna start really doing that more just hearing you talk about it but it's like it's not always about money. It's like, okay, how can I pursue this passion, but still um, make ends meet, but yeah. also live the life like happiness is is, is huge. Um, but I love that you're saying that. Well, and, and going back to, so this was kind of a big turning point for me. This gave me confidence that I was going to be able to graduate college and do this. And it was in January, my last semester in college. And mm -hmm. at that point, you know, I've had my online business where I'm doing online training and uh, selling apparel. And, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun for me, but I did look at it like an op as an opportunity. I was making, I don't know, 200 to 400 bucks a month through yeah. college doing that probably on average. And obviously like starting January, I was like, okay, this is my last semester. Uh, I'm going to be doing this full time. I'm not going to be able to live off 200 to 400 bucks a month. Yeah. So that's when I first sat down with my dad and it's like, okay, this last semester, let's actually treat this like a business. Let's plan your day. Let's have things to do. Mm -hmm. But like he said, let's figure out how you're going to make thousand dollars in one week yeah and at that time i'm like how am i going to do that, yeah, that, that like, like that, that's a kind of hard to do and just writing it down i think psychologically there you know there's a lot of things to say about writing down a goal figuring out a plan yeah. and uh, my dad's a big goal setter Me, what, is your, what does your dad do so my dad uh man he's in sales he uh, runs okay. an executive search he firm, seemed like so. just what you're saying with the business stuff that he was helping you out with he seemed like he was in that kind of field yeah, yeah. and he is a bit you know he he is a big salesman so he understands he's a great salesman and it, you know i don't i don't like being a salesman mm -hmm. because i feel like i don't have to be yeah um but there's an extent that having a salesman mind does help you mm -hmm. uh, and learning about sales does help you figure out a marketing and sales plan because marketing and sales are two different things. And yeah. a lot of people don't understand that. I was great at marketing. I was great at creating content. You feel like that, that marketing. Yeah. You feel like marketing goes into like branding pretty much. Yeah. Like branding, yeah. branding, marketing, yeah. being, uh, letting more, more people know that you have services to offer, mm -hmm. but then I never really went hard with the sales. It's like, okay, a lot of people know, but now that I was learning from my dad um, and just reading about sales, the psychology of, okay, how, how are you going to sell your service? How are you going to convince someone that they should give you your money? Convert like, them to the marketing convert them to the sales. sales. Yeah. And that is a thing that you need to learn as an entrepreneur. And um, there's ways to do it without being super salesy because it's the last thing I want to do. And it just doesn't, mm -hmm. it's like, I don't, I don't like doing it, Yeah. but you kind of have to understand how that converts. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that I started, uh, I, I did, I, I made just over a thousand dollars that first week in January awesome. and I was extremely happy, but yeah, the next like week the first I think I made like, wow. like 200 bucks Yeah, because I was, the goal was to make a thousand bucks a week to uh -huh. prove to myself I can make $4,000 in one month. Yeah. Um, so I was riding the super high that, that first week, mm -hmm. then the second high or the second week made like 200 bucks. So why was just, that? Why did it go from a thousand to I think that, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't really remember maybe, yeah. but I, I think that that's just life, man. You're going to like, you're going to have agree. good, bad months. And, and like, um, I, the problem was that was the first, like I really rode a high mm -hmm. and that I got so discouraged that second week that it kind of ruined the third week for me. But then I was like, wait, I got to take a step back here. I can't be this emotional and ride all these highs. So mm -hmm. when I started having another really good week or a PR week quote, yeah. um, I just didn't let it 
like give me that high yeah i was like okay like and that really helped having that emotional intelligence just to kind of stay level and um you know it's just experience man you just you get better you get smarter you continue yeah you know? yeah something you said that was really interesting i feel like we preach a lot about not letting the negative voices give us affirmation that we're not as good but i think another big thing is like not also taking the highs and allowing it to get to our head because if you weigh like the highs super high then that means it's going to reflect to your lows so if you can try to keep that middle balance of just gratitude like mm -hmm. first thank you but then let's go back to the process like let's go back to doing it because i feel like sometimes you can you know it's like that winning the football game or swimming it's like you go back to like winning a big high and then if you celebrate it sometimes like too much sometimes like when you have a bad day because you're always gonna have bad days life we kind of we kind of let that affect us too much so it's just trying to keep that your emotions out of it kind of you know you can always have some emotions because we are human but it's like you know focusing on 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 like the next goal the next peak that we're trying to reach and something that you talked about going back to kind of like the process and, and enjoying that really in the cliche thing but i was talking to the guy the other day and i was like you know what i think the process in life really the, the, the definition is the process is being present in the process yeah like because i think you don't ever really make it as an entrepreneur if you i don't think you ever make it because i think you're always trying to strive for something more and maybe you can attest to that too but i feel like as, when i was doing the lawn care landscaping and making this so much i'm not so much so much that i wanted to per month i remember like telling myself before that when i get to that oh then i'll be like good or then i'll be like happy oh yeah and then when i got there uh, awesome i was like i was like yeah it was good for a couple of days or like growing the podcast i was like when i get to this number or, the, or this many listens will be good and then when i get there i'm like you know what no nah, i'm not i'm not happy with this so it's like trying to like remind myself just be grateful like just enjoy every single day that you have and that i get to live and pursue this this passion of mine i don't know if you want to talk on that at all well I everyone is is different with their dna but i think the one thing that all entrepreneurs do have true like true entrepreneurs um they're, they're a little bit add and i'm definitely ADD. like so <laughs> a lot me. of it is i had that good week and i stopped doing what worked yeah and because you're always like mm -hmm. okay i want to try this i want to try yeah. this and um i think that's something that i've done a lot like I, I will do something a marketing strategy a content strategy or something that works really well and then i'll just stop doing it yeah and the funny thing is a lot of times i stop doing it and i, I wear that i stopped doing it and like it doesn't really bother me uh -huh. and like because i feel like i feel like oh, i can always go back and start doing that um but it, that all comes down to money it's like how much do you need so it comes back to that but um i think that you a lot of people can stop putting this unnecessary pressure on themselves mm -hmm. and all these arbitrary uh things that we were told like you should have this much money at this age you should be uh doing this at this age and you know all that stuff is completely made up mm -hmm. it's completely made up yeah and depending on how, how old you are listening to this it's just you have to very much be aware of what you need to be able to live the life that you want like mm -hmm. you said and I mean, there's just, there's just so many different things, but speaking of awareness, the one thing too, that I started doing that helped me more than anything ever. And it's funny because I haven't done it in like a month and I need to start doing it again is meditation yeah. and meditation single-handedly helped me in my business, in my life with my well-being, more than anything I've ever done. Mm -hmm. And I downloaded the app headspace and I can't recommend it enough yeah I, I paid for the subscription it's guided meditation I, i'm serious man it's one of those things that's gonna suck you're gonna suck at it when you first start doing it mm -hmm. i was doing like three minute sessions once a day and i couldn't even like you know be able to focus Dude, my mind wonders with being like, like so many ideas or content creating i could definitely i, I don't yeah 
you don't understand like it, it gets to the point too when i was really doing meditation you get to the point where you're looking forward to it it's like ah, finally i get to like actually just focus like think about my breathing yeah um and <laughs> I, I can't explain what yeah. that does to you. Yeah. I mean, there, and there's tons of research on it, how it uh, actually affects neurotransmitters in your brain and the amount of anxiety relief it gave to me and amount of just being okay with what is and mm -hmm. accepting the moment and living in the moment, man, I was able to carry conversations better. I was a better listener. Mm -hmm. I was not writing those highs and lows as much. Yeah. That alone, my biggest suggestion everyone should do. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, that's good. I think, yeah, talking about just because I have all these goals, man. And like, my mind is always wondering, I never sometimes I'll start a project and like three minutes later, I'm on to the next thing. And I'm just like trying to, to understand, okay, Christian, who who are you don't get lost in, in what you're trying to pursue, like know who you are. But I think like taking that quiet time to reflect, I think self reflection and self awareness go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And just to really know what is who is Austin Pace and who is he producing? What is he producing? Who is mm -hmm. Christian Lynch and what is he producing? Who is he influencing? What is he about? Well, and and two, I think that I, I never really ran into the and a lot of people do. I never really ran into the the mindset and, and kind of a uh, oh what am I talking like like I wasn't worried about comparing myself to other people and yeah. I never really did that. The only kind of struggle that I had mentally was I'm doing the same thing that a lot of other people are doing. Are people going to think that I'm not? qualified or I'm not truly a practitioner and I'm kind of just a phony. And, and that really did affect me mentally. Cause you know, in college I wasn't, I wasn't certified and I could have got my certification in college, but I knew I was just going to get it. Did after. you get the results though? Did people? Yeah. 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 Oh, so that's, absolutely. so that's absolutely. what I, so that's what I'm huge on. I think we talked about that a while back, but it's like the certification doesn't really, I mean, yes, it means something, but I think certification and especially in the fitness world, it's like if you've change someone's life by how they look or what they're doing and you see picture results and videos like that's i think that's all that matters exactly and, and i never did in in person training in college mm -hmm. and i know there's like some legalities with that as far as like you got to be certified yeah. um with with liability and insurance and all that stuff but um it, it was that that really bothered me because um but but that starts crippling your ability to understand that you know what you probably should look at what other people in your world and business are doing and take their blueprint because it works. But you got to understand that you just being you is what makes it just different enough that it's not copyright or plagiarism. So there's a lot of people that I followed in the fitness world, the way they made content, the way they branded themselves, the, the packages that they offered, mm -hmm. I would literally just do some research and see what they do and kind of do it myself. But just know that the way I conduct uh, business with my clients and the way I train people is the way I do it. And yeah. that's what makes it different. And that really start stopped uh, making me worry about feeling like I'm stealing people's blueprint or doing mm -hmm. copying other people or just being someone who they would look at and be like, why is this guy offering this? He's not certified. And it got me past that mindset. And that really set me free too. Yeah, that's really good, man. Also, I don't want to forget like one of the most important things too, is just like, how did you um, get started with the fitness? Like why fitness? What was your journey as like a little kid kind of growing up? Um, I feel like that's always super important and interesting to see why, because there's all these different careers, different things you can pursue in life, but yours is fitness. So I don't, I don't really have a crazy like turning point. You know, I had that initial, like when I, so when I finished my senior year football season, I, two weeks back to back, I, uh, tore my left labrum and my shoulder and then my right rotator cuff and right labrum. And that kind of ruined and set back some football opportunities for me. Um, and you know, it was just so, being injured, I think as an athlete, 
especially for me, it's the worst thing ever. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times I started becoming aware that I wasn't more upset that I couldn't play the sport, Yeah. but I I just kept, I I kept thinking about the weight room, like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to, and that just, it killed me, man. So, um, you know, I, I was learning about all this stuff. I just self-taught myself everything, what macros are, how to track, how, what kind of training is best for if you're trying to build muscle, if you're trying to gain strength. And I never really got to use that because I was in mandatory lifting Mm -hmm. all my life through high school. So it was funny when I got done with the football season, um, I was kind of deciding, do I really want to get, I had to get both surgeries to be able to go uh, play at certain places. Like they were, the coaches would be like, All right, you got to get both surgeries yeah. and you know, you'll still be able to come play for us and whatever. But it was that decision, like, gosh, being, having back-to-back surgeries, I was going to be in recovery and not be able to do anything for like nine months. And wow. that was such a turnoff. And I had to get surgery on my left one for sure, because mm-hmm. it was a lot worse than my right one. So I, I had that done. But before I got surgery, you know, the season ended in November and so from November, I was getting surgery, May when I graduated. And and at that point, I made the decision to not go play because if I was going to go play, I would have had to get surgery like, you know, in October. Yeah. So I could have two surgeries back to back and be able to at least train and stuff and maybe miss that first college. season. And then in you maybe you would have even had to get more surgery if something happened within the college it, group. Yeah. You no, know, I was very injury prone. And yeah. when I when I go back and think about that, I think that um, you know, there's a lot of things I would have done different in regards to my mindset with training and taking care of my body, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. You can't, you can't think about the past and have all these regrets, but I do regret that. I, I, I do regret that. And I was very injury prone. So that did not help me, but um, it, it was like, it was like, wow, now I get a kind of just, cause I, I, I didn't play basketball or baseball my senior season mm-hmm. or my senior year either. So I, uh, started just applying everything I knew. I was like, man, I don't have to weigh 220 pounds anymore. And I, I didn't really, I wasn't crazy about the way I looked, you know, I was, I was a big beefy football player. Yeah. Just trying so, to pack on the LBs to tackle people. Yeah. Exactly. And I was like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to diet down before the surgery was actually, which was actually pretty stupid. I'll tell you why in a minute, but, um, I lost 50 pounds. I completely like people were just shocked with what I looked like after that. Yeah. And I got really lean and, I was kind of like, wow, this stuff works. I, I applied it on myself. And that was before that was, you know, I, I made that transformation for the last like semester of mm-hmm. my senior year in college. I went and got the surgery. The reason it was it was dumb losing all that weight because I had been in a caloric deficit mm-hmm. for such a long time, like five months to lose that 50 pounds. Then I had surgery and you know you're not lifting you're not gaining muscle and i continued dieting so i lost a ton of like as i was recovering from surgery so you got even smaller i got even smaller i lost so much strength that was discouraging i like because i was very i was very strong But also you i mean you're teaching yourself so i mean you're you're learning obviously yourself now knowing so much you probably look back and like what was the young what was i doing yeah Yeah. if i could go back i I would have would not have lost as much weight and i definitely would have been at least at maintenance or in a surplus during my recovery process Mm -hmm. after i got surgery but yeah um, so I went into college, man. If you look at pictures of me going to my freshman year, I was tiny. I was skinny. Yeah. How, I was much skin- did you, how much did you weigh? So going in my freshman year, I weighed like 170. Which Wow. And you were like 6'1", 6'2". 6'1", when she was on yeah. it. But yeah, so like I was tiny. That's, yeah. um, but I did understand the law of reversibility when it comes to training. I knew I was going to be able to gain it back, which mm-hmm. you know made me feel good. So And I did. Um, I gained a lot of muscle back that first semester. And uh, man, I, I kind of just became – I knew a lot of people at that college, but you know, I went to University of Central Missouri. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty big Division two school, so 
there's a lot of people I didn't know. And mm-hmm. when I was going to the rec center, my roommate was a football player. So I was going by myself and I had to make friends. And, um, but honestly, I loved it, man. I, I was, when I, when I think about college, my freshman year, the one thing that sticks out to me is just those, those sessions at the gym. I was consistent six days a week, push, pull legs, definitely bodybuilding style training. Yeah. But all I wanted to do was build just this most aesthetic physique as possible. And luckily they had barcode scanners at the um you know the uh, cafeteria so i was tracking macros every day um and i took it serious and it gave me results and i just started that's when i created my first instagram account midwest aesthetics yeah i just started documenting everything and it's awesome bro and i loved it yeah i just love that shit yeah so you really just do you think you really want to pursue that even more so just because you realized like the life change that it had for you um, like loving the process of just making your body better. Do you think is more so maybe not just the outside appearance too, but do you think it has a lot to do with just your mentality in life? Well, uh, you know, go, cause this all goes back to what got me into fitness. Yeah. And I think that, uh, I was just so focused on achieving my own personal fitness goals that after I kind of got to the point where I was happy with the way I looked and I was like, like you said, you know, you get to a certain point and if you keep chasing these goals, you're never truly happy. But yeah. I was satisfied with the way I looked. But then I was looking for the, just the next fulfillment. That's what yeah. we do as human beings. And um, people, my training business and starting to train people, that kind of like fell in my hands. I People saw my transformation, especially when I built myself back up. And I just started having friends ask me, do you train people? Yeah. And I'd always say no. And eventually I was like, you know what? I think I understand a lot of times I said no, because I didn't feel confident. Like I wanted to learn more mm-hmm. and really feel confident in being able to do that. So I so did not, it wasn't that you didn't have the credibility. Obviously people saw your credibility in you. So people saw your potential probably more than maybe you did. But, well, I was yeah. definitely crippled by yeah. what are people going to think if I start uh-huh. saying I, I train people and you know, I'm not, I'm not a certified you don't have tra- the, cert, the quote unquote certification. I'm not in school for exercise. Science. What are people going to think? You know what I mean? So, but you know, I went ahead and did it and, like you said, I got people results, man. I, you know, I, some of my best transformations with people were some of the first people I trained. Mm-hmm. And um, after I saw the impact that made on those people, I, I just fell in love with training people and yeah. I fell in love with being a coach. And um, I did that for about a year under the quote Midwest aesthetics brand. Yeah. And that's crazy uh, that Midwest came from, well, AMP came from Midwest, right? Yeah. Yeah. To that. yeah. Yep. Yep. And, um, you know, I was a business student and I love business, man. I would mm-hmm. go hard on those business projects and classes. Like I, I'm a very competitive businessman. I would like to say, I think that's where I can still like live that competitiveness through mm-hmm. business that I met. That's the biggest thing I missed in sports. I almost didn't miss the sport, but I missed the competitiveness because I'm naturally just very competitive. So yeah, I got that through business and, um, I kind of took a step back and I'm like, man, you know, I have these clients and I trained probably for the first six months. I did it for free for my first clients. Mm-hmm. And then I stepped back. I was like, man, I need to brand myself. I need to start marketing and I need to clean this up and I want to make this a business. And, um, I spent like three months with the idea of the brand being called sweat and yeah. I did all this work. <laughs> I got logos made and, um, I don't know. I just, at one day I just kind of like, didn't like it anymore. And I got discouraged. I was like, man, eh, what am I going to do? And then my mom was like, why don't you just make it amp? Cause that's my initials. I was like, yeah. I don't want to make it my initial. I, like, I don't want to do that. Come on, mom. <laughs> so then I was just doodling and I like drawing. I like, I'm, I'm pretty artsy and I can draw pretty well. My handwriting sucks though, but I, uh, Mine too. I drew the AMP logo Yeah. and I was just like, Oh, this is really cool. I was like, but it can't be my name. So then 
I was like, well, what is A&P? What could that mean? And I just made the acronym stand for always making progress. And that was, I, I had, I met a friend who taught me how to make a website. And, um, that's, that's when I launched amp athletics mm -hmm. at that time. So, um, from there, man, it was just, I was a content creator at that point. Yeah. I switched my mind to, I've achieved my goals. I'm done documenting, you know, cause that's mm -hmm. all I was doing, but now I want to create content. Yeah. Now I want to really position myself as someone who posts stuff that is going to help you get in shape. Yeah. And, you know, and now here you are opening the gym and everything. Did you ever have, I think we might've hit this a little bit, but in that mindset of, you know, of trying to figure out what you really wanted to do after high school and like, man, I really love like training myself and, but also like really training people and helping other people. Did you ever have a little like glimpse of like a gym one day or that just recently kind of came in the past year? Did you, you know? Well, yeah, I did. Um, so when I went to active, I was always used to, like the rec center at, at college and most rec centers, um, all the gyms I was going to was the golds was the body style gyms with all these machines. And at the time, that's what I loved. But, um, you know, you, you, you see people, you see your friends playing sports in college, at least I did. And I was like, man, I do miss, I'm, I do miss playing sports. Yeah. And when I got to active, that gym is not a body style gym. It's definitely, it's got a big open turf space. It's got, um, it's just a lot of open areas. So I was going to visit, I was going to active on the weekends. I went home mm -hmm. a lot my last year in college, senior year. And with the turf space, I was just, you know, I'd be like, I'm going to do some sprints. I'm going to do some, some plyometrics. And I just absolutely fell in love with moving and being an athlete. And then I realized I'm like, I don't, have any motivation to step on stage. I don't have any motivation to do a powerlifting meet. I was like, I just want to be the best athlete I've ever been mm -hmm. in my life. And all my training and research, I, I directed myself to more of the sports performance side. Yeah. I have a question for you real quick. I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, no. So cause that's interesting. You said you didn't have really any desire to step on stage, but yet you did a lot of bodybuilding. Why for you? Because a lot of people who do the bodybuilding always want to step on stage. I have a lot of friends. Why was it that you didn't want to really step on stage? Because it's still competition and stuff. Why was it that you wanted to do more of the, ath the athletic side? Um, nothing nothing against people who step on stage. Like that dieting and everything, That it's a huge grind. But yeah. like I think it's the subjective nature of how those competitions are ran with the judges. And um, that's why I was almost leaning more towards powerlifting mm -hmm. because at least it's like, okay, the strongest dude wins yeah. the numbers are the numbers, but it's still, I don't know. I just, it just didn't excite me. And, um, and then, you know, of course there's CrossFit yeah. and I thought about trying that CrossFit games, but some beast over there, they're, they're all, dude, those are some tanks, man. They really are. But I don't know, man, like, I, I mentioned it a lot of times and I, I think I, I probably announced that I was going to mm -hmm. like step on stage, but I never fall through with it for no other reason than it just didn't excite me. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so like when I was looking for certifications to get, uh, I, I studied for the CSCS, mm -hmm. which is a certified strength and conditioning coach. Um, I studied for that for like three months, bought the pocket prep app. Um, and I was ready to take the test and pass it right when I graduated. But when I went to, uh, so I went to the NFL draft with, uh, my best friend, Drew Locke, and I met his agent. I met some other, uh, NFL player trainers and, uh, I started, I found out about Exos, especially, and, and who also told me about Exos was mm -hmm. one of my best friends, Tanner Allen. He worked there. Exos yeah. is a sports performance company. They work with professional athletes and, and general population, but, um, they just suggested that Exos now has an education. They have their own cert called XPS, which is a uh, performance specialist cert. So 
last minute change. I already paid for all this CSCS stuff mm-hmm. and I'm still going to take the test, but uh, eventually, <laughs> but I decided to do the exo cert, yeah. which is pretty damn expensive. I'll be honest, but it was the best decision ever. I love the way that they're, uh, they, they, they do their cert. It's not textbook, you know, it's all online, but they have modules. It, it takes a while because you have to take one video before the, you have to watch lectures, do a video and do like a, um, practice a practical like a lab before you can go to the next lecture mm-hmm. it took me three months studying for that but just the the stuff that i was learning there i was able to take it the day i learned it and go apply it to people i was training and you know i wanted to train athletes i fell back in love with the performance aspect i loved training like that too like i said i i was at the point i was like man and i understood too it's like you know i genetically i think i have a pretty good uh, genetics to build muscle. Yeah. But I understand that, you know, the margin of gain in bodybuilding and muscle growth, it definitely gets, it's diminished. Once you kind of hit that peak. It's hard. It's hard yeah. unless you want to go like steroids and I don't. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I never wanted to do that. And I, and quite frankly, I just didn't want to be super big. Mm-hmm. Like it just, you know, too much hypertrophy, uh, it slows you down and it mm-hmm. doesn't make you. Fat. So I knew I wanted to train athletes and I wanted to be someone that my athletes thought, which I, I want to say this for up front. I don't think there's great trainers. Some of the best trainers in the world are, you know, they're aged and they can't move like mm-hmm. athletes. But um, I wanted to be able to impress my athletes and mm-hmm. be someone that is athletic. Yeah. So um, I never looking back on my high school career, I was like, I know I never reached my athletic potential because I didn't understand training. I didn't take care of my body. And all I cared about was how much weight was on the bar. Yeah. So learning about how to increase force production, become a good athlete, um, build the stability, all the things that make an athlete an athlete. Um, I started training like that and man, this is where I have regret. I, now I am, I, right now, and I I am the most athletic I've ever been. And how old are you? Uh, 24. Yeah. I think I knew that just the audience. I think you knew that like 24 year old going after owning his own gym. So I thought it was cool. Yep. I just turned 24 actually two days ago. Yeah. I remember that. And, and, uh, yeah. So I fell in love with that man. And, but when I graduated, like all my first probably 10 clients were general population and I loved it, man. I just wanted to train people. Yeah. But man, when I started getting some athletes, I just, it's so fun, man, mm-hmm. especially the groups and small groups. Like I just have a blast with them. Yeah. I, I love it. Like, and it I, probably doesn't feel like it's work. It just feels like you just, not the, at all. I man. was talking about some with another guy on the podcast. Uh, he owns a nutrition um, shop and he was just like, and I was telling him, I think one of the reasons why you can find your why behind things and just kind of that passion you love is that you don't count the clock. You literally, go, you know, those times awesome, like you're hanging out with your boys when you were a kid, you know, just doing video games or going to the pool. Like those days would just fly by. Why? Because you're having fun. You're loving the day. You're being present in the time. But I realized like I know if I really love something, if I'm not counting the clock. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes I look at like my Fitbit or my Apple watch and be like, holy cow, I took 23,000 steps today. Like <laughs> physically I'm exhausted, but mentally I'm like, oh, I can't wait for tomorrow. Yeah. It's just fun, man. And, um, it, it's, it's a blast. You yeah. Know, I truly love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then I wanted even, cause on topic of, you know, being best friends with Drew Locke, I know, I think that's just awesome that you get to have a chance to, to be around one of the top athletes, um, in football um and also growing up with him too and i kind of want to get into that like you know being around drew were you ever compared did that ever go in your head of like him going to the nfl playing like that with your goals your dreams but i want to say how we kind of met i remember we met i don't know if you if you remember this but i think it was at your sister's graduation party oh yeah okay. and i and i went in and i was with my ex at the time and we went inside and i remember seeing you and drew talking to a couple other people 
I was like, oh my goodness, like that's Austin and then obviously in, in, in Drew is right next to you. And no offense to Drew, but I didn't really care about talk, talking with Drew. I want to talk about you because you were in my niche of like pursuing fitness and just entrepreneurship. And it was just crazy because when I was came up to talk to you, you were very personable. Like you, I, remember, I don't know if you remember that conversation, but oh, you, yeah, I, I was talking about athlete stuff. And then obviously you introduced me to Drew and that was cool. Um, you know, getting introduced to an NFL quarterback, but I just had more time, more fun um, just in the conversation with you and getting to know you. And, uh, and I kind of want to say disclaimer, just, you know, just like realizing that Austin really is a personal guy. He wants everyone to grow. Um, he's always there to offer advice. Um, he's real genuine. And so I can just vouch for that. Cause I remember the first time, like, I'm really like a no one kind of coming up to you and you just said, Hey, yeah, let's go find a meeting. And I remember, you remember that we had that meeting like, oh, yeah. you know, two, three weeks ago in your office. And then we did YouTube video together. And ever since then, we've just kind of been like going back with forth ideas. You've been kind of mentoring me in a lot of different, different ways, just kind of getting out of your comfort zone. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to shout you out and, and know that people know you're the real deal. Yeah. But, thank you. And, yeah. and it's like, dude, what I'm most upset about is now that, you know, I, I'm getting, I have more followers than I did. I used to reply to every DM and it's actually like for the first time ever, it's hard to, mm -hmm. and I feel bad. Like, I don't like that. And, yeah. and it, it does suck not being able to get back to everyone, but it's a lot easier in person because you come up to me oh, in yeah. person and talk, I, I'm a talker and I can yeah. talk forever. And you know, there's so much abundance in everything. So, you know, your success is not at the sacrifice or the cost of mine. And yeah. I hate people who have that mentality. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, I'm glad that you say that because that's, you know, genuinely how I want to come off to people. Yeah. And I think when, sometimes when you have a larger following on Instagram or people hear about you talk about, you don't necessarily know, but it's good to know, like in person from other people, like, Hey, you no, know, this guy really is who he says he is. And he's just like that in person or even more so, mm -hmm. but for sure. But yeah, going to kind of the, the Drew Locke thing, did that ever play in your mind of like comparison or like where you guys are at with goals or you've been pretty, pretty solid with that good friendship and kind of drowning out those voices, you know, like this is my path, you know, me and Drew's friendship, the, I, you know, and I, I say he's my best friend. He says the same thing about me. He's going to be the best man at my wedding. Like we, our relationship, you know, I, I truly live through Drew's success and I, I want just the best for him, man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, and I see, I see all the work that he puts in, you know, a lot of people don't, don't see that, but since he was a kid, man, he's such a gifted athlete and, um, and a lot of it comes easy to him too. That was what's yeah. frustrating me. You know, I get pet competitive to him, um, playing games with him, and mm -hmm. you know he's beaten me eight out of nine, ten. Uh, you know, eight nine out of ten times. Yeah, with just about anything we do, mm -hmm. and uh, that's just because he's such a gifted athlete. But as far as everything, man, you know, it's I'm like the biggest cheerleader for him, and um, and I never, you know, a lot of people's like, oh, you get to train Drew Lock. Well, he's your best friend. That makes sense. And it's like. I never, I, I remember telling him like, dude, don't feel like I got to be your trainer. You choose like, yeah. do, do, do what feels right to you. And, um, but on the same token, I think knowing that I had the opportunity to possibly train him pushed me to really educate myself. Hmm. And luckily, um, our first off season together when I was, you know, I trained him five to six months out of the year yeah. um, where it's just me and him and the training's up to me and luckily i uh, got to build a relationship with the Broncos strength coach lauren lando who's one of the best strength coaches in the nfl in my, in my opinion and um he uh you know a lot of these trainer uh, people don't understand that an nfl player in the off season uh they all go different places yeah. and they can train however or with whoever they want and a lot of these nfl players don't get the best trainers or a lot of them could be super lazy like they don't mm -hmm. know what they're doing but the strength coaches do give them uh the program that that they suggest them run so 
my first offseason with Drew, there are certain things that I wanted to use that I learned through Exos, but I really stuck to the Bronx, Broncos offseason programming. And um, it was definitely made it a lot more comfortable for me to work with him. And, you know, I was on a weekly uh, on a weekly basis talking to Lauren and asking him questions. And, man, for someone who is a big-time strength coach in the NFL, Lauren was so willing to just answer any call, any text, and it was awesome. Yeah. I, literally, that was uh, – I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And I think you said like you're, you know, going back to the college days, you surround yourself with just so many unique people and Drew's one of those people and just crazy. Sometimes opportunities happen and they just happen because of life. And so I think it's awesome that Drew's been a part of your life. And just because you've known Drew, you've been able to have good conversations with this authentic, you know, um, you know, weight coach of the Denver Broncos, you said one of the best. And so that's probably pushed you and gave you more experience um, just in getting the, you know, the bars kind of turning inside your mindset of what you kind of want to incorporate maybe in the gym or your different training. Because I know I've seen you start up some like um, training with like some young high school athletes that are going up into college, maybe junior, senior year. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's really cool. And uh, just where they can kind of look up to you and and that you're pursuing this passion and this dream of, you know, and then also you're trying to help them too. I think that's really like where you kind of get that legacy um, is, is through those, those people that have been experienced with you. Um, but I also want to talk about the the time of just like, you know, the struggles of trying to get this open. Cause I know there's a lot of people out there that are probably listening that they're, they're big into fitness. They might want to, you know, be a gym owner someday and you're doing this through COVID. That's another thing to talk about is like, you're, you're going through this probably one of the hardest times to open up a quote unquote brick and mortar building and mm -hmm. incorporating something that's new, um, that we haven't seen here in Missouri. So I'll kind of let you take the reins on like, if you're going to have this talk and this person, you know, whether it's a guy or girl in the fitness industry, or gym owner, what are some of the things you would, you know, give them advice on and just to kind of encourage them even you know maybe talk about some of the struggles or thoughts that you like i wanted to give up or you know how to push forward yeah so as far as opening the gym um i think the one thing that made me comfortable and and i, I don't want to use the word comfortable because mm -hmm. i'm all about getting out of your comfort yeah. zone but what the reason i was not going to do this if it didn't make sense and if it was too big of a risk for the reward mm -hmm. and the reason me and Chris's partnership worked out so well is, um, well, one, he has a full-time job. He's a golf professional, a PGA professional. He actually played in the PGA wow. and, uh, he works at Fred Urbanus. He's got a full-time job with benefits. Um, so he doesn't make the living off the revenue of the gym mm -hmm. and neither do I, I, uh, make my living off training my one-on-ones, training my, just training my clients, doing my apparel, all my, my online business. That's what I make my living off of. So, um, knowing that, we had security and we weren't relying on the gym. Um, well, I guess, I guess knowing that really put us in a position to be like, look, we don't got to take money from this gym for our entire lease. Let's put it back into the business. We're really trying to expand and open another location and invest in more equipment and amenities into the gym. Um, but I think the, uh, gosh, you know, I COVID COVID was, was hard because of just, I, I guess a lot with the city, you know, it's a lot of boring stuff that honestly, oh, yeah. that, that made it pretty difficult, but, um, the struggles were the mindset of just not worrying about the future. Like the unknown is what kills everyone. And there was so much unknown yeah. and you know, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how things are going to play out. And when you're looking for a facility, it, it, a lot of times it's a waiting game. I think the fear of the unknown is probably one of the top fears for every human yeah and it all comes back to every time i started meditating a lot during that time it helped me it mm -hmm. helped me tremendously but um you can't you can't 
cripple your mind w- with the unknown because things pan out in a way that always makes sense. And yeah. you also can't judge yourself. Like there would be like, I put unnecessary pressure on myself that every day I got to utilize every 15 minutes to be doing something that's going to. And, take- and yeah, where do you, where do we, where do you, what do you think? Um, people get that from like that fear from why do we put so much pressure on ourselves? Where does that come from? So a lot of people, I think it comes from, uh, they're, they're nervous about maybe an announcement they made, Hey, I'm starting this business. And then, Oh gosh, what if it doesn't succeed or I don't live up to what I said? What are people going to think about me personally? I really, I I truly don't care about what people think or Mm -hmm. if I do succeed or fail. Um, I think the, my pressure on myself was more, my, my vision and my goal is, is very, is very big. And, um, it's kind of hard to make, like I, when I have my vision and goal to open multiple locations, like you, you start really piecing it together. Okay. Let's actually think about how this would happen. And then when you think about everything that has to happen and in what specific order it starts seeming, it starts to seem unattainable. And then that's when I really cripple myself. And then, Mm -hmm. and then I'm like, well, gosh, I got to work harder. And then when I would, have days that I wouldn't, you know, utilize my time wisely or be grinding every hour until, you know, my work hours that I give mm-hmm. myself, um, then I would get discouraged. And um, I've done a lot better at this. this is the thing that I've really been focused on with, with my mindset the last six months is literally when I have like, like if I don't being aware of how I feel. So I wake up a day and I'm like, man, you know, I, I'm not motivated today. I don't, I don't feel like working every hour i, I want to take this hour and take a nap like i literally just do it and i don't mm. care i and like i don't judge myself for that i'm human man i'm yeah. gonna have days where i don't feel motivated and there's days that you have you should have discipline to push through it especially if you have no choice but like i'm actually taking a lot more hours off and and time off than i ever have mm. and um it's it's a really good decision for me because um i'm not going to burn out I'm okay with taking that nap and yeah. it's helping and not me. judging yourself. And not judging myself. Anytime like, I take a nap, bro, I've, I haven't taken a nap in a while. I just feel like I judge myself if I take a nap. I'm, I'm, I'm learning that you're, you're older than me. So you, you, you've done a little bit more life than me. Um, but I think that's just news to my ear too, is like, you know, doing these different ventures that me, me and you have even a couple of collabs, I think in the next, you know, six months with some business stuff, but it's just like, you know, just going hard and, and trying not to burn myself out because then if I think if you burn yourself out, then you lose the whole point of why you're doing it, like the process and trying to enjoy it. And then you bring yourself out. You don't want to do it. And it just doesn't, it's not worth it. Yeah. Now, now don't get me wrong. Now I, I'm, I'm, I'm at the gym and I'm working. Yeah, guys, by the way, you know, Austin just, you know, laying on the, on the, on the gym floor 24 uh, seven. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. It's all fake. Well, <laughs> to, give, to give you an example, you know, like, yeah, uh, let's see. Most of the time I'm there from about 5:45 AM and I'm, I might go home once, Um, but then, you know, I'm leaving at like 8 PM, but that's not to say that every hour is utilized for something. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll take a nap on the turf. Like, you know, like, like, you know, but I am, but it's because I love it. I don't feel like I'm working, but yeah, yeah, the more that you can allow yourself just to go off the feeling and the vibe and the mindset you have for that day and just being okay with it, you'll realize And I give this analogy all the time. You know how, like if, if you're dieting and you have a cheat meal mm-hmm. um a lot of people relapse and then they just start this bad streak of yeah well i don't care i'm just gonna eat whatever i want Keep because i had that one cheat meal. Mm-hmm. um like i think the best thing to do in, in that aspect is you know you had a cheat meal or you, or you messed up okay whatever don't don't worry about it just mm-hmm. be like man I, 
that was good food, you know, yeah. really enjoy it and yeah. enjoy that moment. And then, um, be like, okay, man, that was awesome. I'm back on it mm-hmm. and not judging yourself. And it allows you just to, in the long run, like, sure, you could be more consistent, uh, if you're really disciplined and really strict. Um, but then like those undisciplined streaks and those streaks where you just let loose and get off track last longer as well. So I think it's better mm, yeah. to just live a day by day vibe. And if you look at the macro aspect of the calendar, you're probably going to be a lot more productive if you're okay with just accepting and not judging yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think perspective is everything. So, cause I think how you, how you go about today is going to affect and play into tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can't change the past. Mm-mm. And, um, and I think for me, really just with goals and, and, and me and you both in this, in this life of just being young and pursuing things and, and being risky for sure, especially with COVID and, you know, who knew that we'd be trying to grow businesses and brands and stuff with, with COVID, you know, it's, it's definitely something that's different. I'll tell you this too. Cause I, I want to, I forgot to mention this. Yeah. I guess what did the, the, a big struggle for me, during this like COVID time, opening the gym, all that stuff was thinking about what I have coming up in the future because, um, but also this, this pressure, like this wasn't pressure I put on myself. This was external pressure, you know, in January I'm moving in, I'm moving out of my parents' house mm-hmm. and, um, and, and I, which I take full pride in, man, if you can live with your parents, live with them as long as you can kind of reaching that breaking port where I'm like, yeah. gosh, I got to get away from mommy and dad yeah. because they're <laughs> asking me millions of questions. Yeah, when I get no, home, yeah. And that's exhausting. But, um, <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm moving into a, pretty nice apartment with my fiance and we're getting married next year and gosh weddings are expensive yeah but um <laughs> um you know that's she's still in school so i'm gonna have to cover all the experience expenses you know for the first four months of living together and and then the wedding obviously we've been saving for like that kind of put pressure on me like you know i do I have enough for the wedding and yeah, this I, kind of, yeah and and i'm a great budgeter i'm very frugal spender so you know i have that going for me but you just think like that was, I guess the biggest risk because I knew the gym was going to take so much time. Mm-hmm. And the, dude, the weird thing about, I'm starting to ex- slowly experience this, but being a business owner, man, like it's, 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 it's a lot different than it was just being a trainer at a gym who had owners running the show. Yeah. Like you just, there's, you are talking, especially in the gym and training business. It is crazy how many people you're talking to every single day. And how many people you got to get back to. And it's made me a lot better at it. And I, you know, I was you, a lot, do you think you struggled a lot in the beginning? Like, oh, like you felt dude. overwhelmed. You're yes, like, oh my gosh, very how, overwhelmed. How, you're like, how am I going to do this? Very overwhelmed. And I was trying to do too many things at once. That's and, a good topic to go into too, is like to, to delegate. Yeah. dude. Dele- delegate other, cause I know as like, I think I hear a lot about, we talk, me and you like Gary Vee and other people in the business, but it's like, you're as a go getter, you're trying to ever do everything on your own. And at some point, like you're starting out, you do have to do a lot of things on your own, but I think it gets to a time where like, okay, if you want to really produce more content or this is your strong suit, maybe give different things to someone else. So I have a learning and I want to hear your, your side too, is like podcast stuff. That's great. The main thing for me is this is a good example for anyone. So my main thing is really just hosting the podcast. Like no one really, the reason why people listen to podcasts more so, cause I'm you know, I'm not in a prideful way, but, but more of the host of it, the face of it, you know, the person the creating the vibe of the podcast. But what I can give is like maybe someone helping me with the page and to produce like to take sound quality and make it into a video quality where I can focus more on getting more guests in and stuff like that. When I'm trying to do all this on my own, it's taking up more time and, and taking me away from what I'm really, really good at and which is just hosting that person. Mm-hmm. And I think that topic of look at your time, how much time do you have? Uh, 
what what all do you got to get done and what has given you the greatest return on your investment mm -hmm. but ideally if you can have everything going for you content on all platforms being able to you know i think a lot of entrepreneurs get um they they, they work too much uh in their business rather than on their business. Uh, so uh, do you, have you ever heard that term before? Yeah, that's more of like you're basically having that you, you you end up being the business owner, but you end up almost becoming the employee for your business. Yes. You need to be the owner of your business. Yeah, you need so. to step back and, and, and start doing things that are growing the business and that's working on your business. Mm -hmm. And that's branding, I would say too. Th that's yeah. branding, that's sale, you know, all that stuff that's growing your business. And um, the biggest thing about this gym that I'm super excited about, which I think is going to really given us an advantage and just make us unique is uh one of my best friends Saul Nunez has uh and it's funny too I'd go on and on about our story but that's a different <laughs> podcast yeah um so he was he's done a ton of videographer work for me and, and photo work for me and we we just work really well together we get it man we we get the content game we get why it works and mm -hmm. how to do it um so you know, we started an LLC called Fresh Media, and our I, our idea with that is uh, it's crazy. We had an epiphany. So, have you ever heard of a uh, eight ten sports? I have, yeah. So basically, if you're from the KC Metro area, it is like the sports center. They cover all the high school sports around the area, mm -hmm. and um, you know they they've been around forever, and no one's ever given them a run for their money. So like, I don't think they've ever been pushed to actually. They have their own niche, kind of. Yeah, they, they have their own niche as high school sports around the area. But you know, I'm looking at them. They're they're doing radio. They're not doing podcasts. Their their Instagram content. It, you know, it's just. Well, no, Saul, Saul's really good at what he does. He's really so. good at what he does. So we're like, man, we need to make a business that. We want to, okay, basically Fresh Media, what it is, we are going to be the Bleacher Report, the sports center of I the local Bleacher high school Report. sports. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everyone, because yeah. it's culture, yeah. man. Yeah. It's culture. And, you know, when I think about me in high school as an athlete, I wasn't, and I, I got on, featured on some of 810's stuff, mm -hmm. but it wasn't super exciting. Like, it's not that cool. Like, hey, mom, I got on 810. Like, what's that? You yeah, know? It's just a tweet that <laughs> yeah, they yeah. maybe said my name in. But, yeah. like, man, if I could have been put on, like, you, you know, like, um, we're very similar, I guess, niche and business model to like, have you seen overtime yeah. sports? <laughs> we're doing that. Okay. Yeah. But we're starting at the local level. So I am actually like me and Saul are doing a trade, but it's our business too. Um, in our office at the gym, we're going to run fresh media out of that. And he, the trade is, you know, um, he's get a huge, big office space, but, yeah. um, we're going to grow fresh media out of that. It ties into everything, man. You know, we, we, if you got us. Uh, pictures done with your with your football team or whatever you gotta buy those pictures yeah well that has got to be innovated it's got to mm -hmm. be revolutionized and, and and that's what we're doing so you know we're going out to games and we have passes to all the high schools now which was big that we that's just awesome. got and uh you know we're taking these dope videos and these dope pictures and we're you can buy them a lot of times if it's those big time athletes that already have a lot to their name and a lot of awareness we'll post that for free we'll tag them they're posting it and it's allowing us to get the best athletes um, from each school into the gym and do stuff with them and a lot of times they end up training with me and yeah. i've gotten a lot of clients and a lot of good athletes from this business model so but going back to the gym and going back to this topic is this business model and the way we've set this up allows everything to be batched all at once. So now instead of me having to think about creating content for the gym, um, Saul and other video people will be there 
all they're going to be working there five days a week at the gym. They're going to film one of our adult performance classes. They're going to film my sessions. And now I don't have to worry about content. Yeah. Whereas like if you had to do that, it would take away from the opportunities with more athletes and yes. what, you, what you're really good at. Well, yeah. one, it helps Fresh's portfolio. You know, he's going to want to create good content because that it shows what fresh's quality production uh -huh. quality is like two it helps the gym i mean three it just maximizes our time and these businesses tie into the same so and i think for any entrepreneur like trust me i've had tons of business ideas um and i've <laughs> yeah, tried yeah. to execute multiple at once but it's a lot easier to execute multiple like two or three businesses at once if they're all helping each other grow exactly. they have the same vision they have yeah. the same vision and uh and that's dude i seriously i once fresh, we haven't really like, I haven't pushed it a lot because we don't have the office built out. So he's not in yeah. there, but th I am more confident probably about fresh growing than any other business I've started. Yeah, I agree. I think one thing about you too, Austin, is like you keep giving value um, upon value to people. So like this is definitely valuable to, to young high school athletes where if they're trying to get into college, they can show um, high quality video interviews, um, types of content that they can, they can give to, um, uh, to, to people that are watching them, yep. you know, and then also just realizing that, you know, um, the one thing that you, that stood out to me that you said was like trying to do everything, all these business ideas, you kind of have to hone in on one or two and you kind of yep. have to go all in. And if, if it creates a vision, like a vision within that vision, that's great because I think what you're trying to do is you're okay. So the niche is like, okay, training people. Then outside of that, you can pull in fresh media where it's like, you know, realizing to maybe bring them in to, to, creating content and, and within the sports realm where you want to train these athletes and it's all, you know, circulated and kind of around this one idea of like training athletes is like one of the number one goals for you. Mm -hmm. And so I think like, you know, that's also branding too. Like it's crazy because you're it's, it's smart and I don't think if people notice this, but pick up. Okay. So maybe you do some free content, but it might bring in value where they post something on social media and they say, Oh, who made that video? That was really good. High quality. Exactly. Oh, fresh media did fresh media, fresh media. That's literally how. And then they like, literally yeah. see all these people around like, kansas city fresh media fresh media fresh media where you have to do you have to do you do have to document for a while and you have to do things for free but eventually when people see value they're willing to pay for it and that's when you can push that sales on them when you have that um i guess you'd say credibility yeah um and yeah i just think that was really here's a really perfect smart example of that so our first strategy with that we me and saul understand that yeah. we understand that and have you heard of glory mma I have. Yeah. So it's a really big, like it's growing too. A lot of people know glory MMA cause there's That's in Kansas city, right? Uh, it's in Kansas city and Lee summit. Okay. They're at least some locations. So James Krause is the owner there and he's a, he's fought some UFC fights and now they have some other UFC guys in there too. And they've had time. They have a lot of like media companies go there and do mm -hmm. stuff for them. And then me and Saul were sitting down looking at these other media companies and you know, their production quality is great. Yeah. But when we're looking at the content that they're posting of these gyms, I can like read their intentions behind the content mm -hmm. they're making it's all for their media company yeah. so me and saul are like man what if and credit saul too like he's executed on this you know i'm not the filmer i'm not the editor sometimes mm -hmm. i'm just the idea guy but um yeah. <clears throat> so he was going in there and with other media companies were in there too they're filming their thing but saul you can check fresh media's page he would film uh like james kraus instructing a fighter and he would create a piece of content to him that the topic was whatever james was talking about and um it's literally james teaching and he just posts that for free and james is like holy cow this is good content for me to post because people are seeing how good of a coach i am mm -hmm. and you might be thinking well what does that do for fresh media absolutely nothing right now but well this, sales but branding it's amazing the branding it's amazing so we build a relationship with james kraus and 
he's repost. He has like over like two hundred thousand followers, I think, on Instagram. Yeah. And um, yeah. So you gotta cop. I understand. Like you have to understand how much money you gotta make now. But like we're in a situation which is beautiful that we don't need the revenue right now. Saul's got also got a full time job. So why not position ourselves as this media company that is creating content for the people mm -hmm. that we are filming and the businesses that we're filming for and the athletes and it's going to come back to us in the end and it's going to help us and um you know it, what comes around goes around so it's that give 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 then ask mentality and it's it's just the way man it's the way yeah it's that reminds me of like the mandalorian this is the way mm -hmm. <laughs> you see the mandalorian big star wars guy um but um yeah man that's that's awesome and i think I think I've, I've checked out fresh media. So if you haven't, and you're listening to this, definitely check them out. And if you are in a high school athlete, um, you know, Saul and, and Austin are always great people to contact and, and talk to. They'd love to probably set something up with you guys. Um, but I think it's underrated. I, I, you know, and this, you know, I think I've seen the video qualities, uh, is, re is really good. And well, we haven't put, you know, we haven't pushed it too hard. We're kind of just, we're, we're just waiting until the gym's done because yeah. then we'll be in there every single day. Yeah. Like, you know, we've been executing this all, um, it will. And, and then another thing too, I, cause I want to mention this. So like, this is the first time ever in my life that, um, I actually feel like I have a team that is helping mm -hmm. growing amp yeah. and, uh, you know, I never wanted Saul to feel like he works for me. That's the last thing I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I think the fresh media idea was perfect. Cause I'm like, dude, Saul's going to take this and run with it. This is his passion yeah. and it ties in so well with, with what we're doing. So if you have like a friend or two that like, is kind of like, you know, your, your, your dude who's helping you grow and maybe he's doing some type of, he has some type of role in your brand mm -hmm. that's helping it grow. I, I don't see if you can create a framework that do something. Yeah. That is doing something that gives him incentive to take something that he's passionate about and run with it. That also aligns with your brand. Yeah. And you're going to just have so much more of a motivated team. And that's why, like, you know, you look at these other gyms. So I, you know, when I'm looking for trainers to hire, I, I even hate the word hire because they're not employees of AMP, yeah. but they're going to be more likely to want to grow AMP and be a part of everything. If I bring them in. So like we got a trainer, McKenzie Nunn, and I feel like it was a steal, man. I can't believe, and I know other gyms have reached out to her locally, and uh, glad we got her. But anyway, so <laughs> she's a great trainer. She's she, you know she's certified, and she's just an awesome human. Yeah. She is. And uh, I told her I was like, man, look, you, I don't care. You choose what gym you want to go train at. It's your decision, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to pressure you. But um, the way we do it here is, you come here. My goal is to grow McKenzie Nunn's brand. And all you got to do is be yourself. We're going to help you with content. You know, I'm not going to tell you, I'm never going to be your boss. I'm not going to tell you what to do, yeah. but you're in here. My goal with you one day is to you grow your brand. So if you ever want to open your own gym or, uh, do whatever that you can do that, you don't feel crippled to amp. And I, I, I love that man, because that's kind of what active did to me. And that's what I'm very thankful for. Mm -hmm. And you feel like you're in control. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I, I could go on and on, but I'm going to, we have such a good culture and a team at, at AMP. And once you have a team, man, these things happen faster. Dude. Yeah. I, I have to second that too. Cause even, you know, I work with Dawson a lot. Me and him do a lot of projects together. Mm -hmm. Um, whether he's doing podcasts or I'm shouting him out. Cause anytime he takes photos of me, I tag him. He's out there. Like his work is out there. Um, and so we're, we've kind of been talking about some, just some ideas, um, some business ideas. And we have some vision of like maybe creating more content where 
where both of our vision can align and just giving value back to people. But oh my goodness, man, just talking with Dawson, like we've bounced off so many ideas. Where I, there's a lot of ideas that I've utilized in the podcast or business or, or branding on Instagram that I would have not had if it wasn't for Dawson. And I've and same like same likewise with Dawson. I think you know, hopefully he can say that these Christians give him some good ideas with photography and videography. Just like once you have that team or you have people in your corner, it's so important. You know, I like I like to say like your tribe is your vibe. And so like what vibe are you giving off? Like you need some huge people in your life to push you um because the entrepreneur just let you can't be the lone wolf you need you need a pack to run with you in life like you need to you know have people watching your sides your back like you know helping you spur you on and just grow growing because that's really how you grow exactly you said the word tribes you should re have you read the book tribes by seth godin i'm not dude it's amazing Do you, would you recommend most people oh yeah. yeah entrepreneurs because you know it's all about you know tribes as far as your team and you know the people who are working mm -hmm. on the brand with you but it's also you know most businesses have customers and have people yeah it's like they're the tribe too they're they're the tribe too how do you make them feel mm -hmm. not like just paid customers but like they're part of your brand too it's a beautiful you got to read it it's a yeah. genius book yeah um i think books are underrated now like i don't a lot of people i mean i think podcasts are starting to becoming more um i guess just out there i guess it's i guess quote unquote it's almost cool i think to listen to podcasts where like you know three years ago or two years or maybe even last year wasn't a big thing but i think COVID has really pushed podcasts because everyone's by themselves and they're trying to learn and it's like an audio you can do it while you're on the road or you're in business yep. stuff like that it's weird it's like it's like why are you consuming the content books to me some people read books because it's like a, a getaway or a stress relief. Mm -hmm. So they actually like the physical book in their hand and there's something about it that yeah. might be nostalgic. But like me, I read books for the content. So mm -hmm. if I can get it in an audio book, I'm going to save my time. Uh, I'm going to save time yeah. being able to consume that content, get that information because I can listen to it in a car when I'm driving. And mm -hmm. so, you know, um, but yeah, it's all, you know, podcasts are amazing. It's changed the game. Yeah. Because, you know, but like Joe Rogan, I, I listen to him not for the information as much because it's not really niche specific. Yeah. But if I'm really like, just trying to get away in stress relief, I'm going Joe yeah. Rogan. But you don't like, know what he's going to have on his podcast. Man. You don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I was really impressed with the podcast he did with Kevin Hart. Because usually yeah. when you think about Kevin Hart, if you, it you was just, great for Kevin Hart. Because oh my like, goodness! Because usually Kevin Hart's super funny and he doesn't really go in depth. You don't ever hear on any. There's no really platforms for him in the comedian world to for him to go in depth. And he was talking about this one thing I, I loved and I really resonated with Austin was Kevin was getting super almost emotional on the podcast talking about that back injury that he had where he almost probably would have died. Yeah. And he remember realizing just not being able to do anything and being in bed and his kids, you know, his young kids helping to care of him. And he realized like. You know, I was grinding all these things when I was younger and I was great, but I realized what was most important in my life. He's like, money's not it. It's literally just like the passion, like you do something every single day, but really honestly, like my family, like yeah. my kids, like it's the people. It's always about the people. He's like, and if I, I, you know, if I could tell my younger self or anyone out there listening, like I would say, hey, you know, just yes, do pursue that niche that you have, you know, grind, but just take some more time and like around those people that really care about you because like he's like, once I was in the hospital bed and I thought my life was going to end, like I just realized like, oh my goodness, like. All I cared about was my family, mm -hmm. people. So absolutely, man. Yeah, it was a good. One. That was a really. Yeah, good I was like, I was like, shoot, I was impressed with Kevin. I was yeah. like, I was expecting super. And there was a lot of fun. It made me, it made stuff. me more of a fan. Like I it wasn't oh, really a huge yeah. Kevin Hart fan. Yeah. But like now, I just have this different type of respect for him and the I connect agree. to him. Which is why I love podcasts so much because I think it gets like in the in depth of behind people and really like just like the coffee talks. I guess you would say, and this is why I call purpose fashion coffee. But really, just you can go from anywhere from like funny to like. How people met to their their passion what they love doing um but just some some just some like maybe fun things for you on this podcast for people to get to know you more what's maybe some things that people don't know about you already on social media that you would want you know people that follow you or people that would get to know you um like 
what you're about. What are some fun things you like doing in your free time? Where do you, do you and Aubrey go out? Do you guys have dogs, anything like that? You know? Oh yeah. Uh, man. So, well, uh, dude, Aubrey, a huge reason for my success is Aubrey Hirsch mm-hmm. and uh, soon to be Aubrey Pace, June 5th, there we 2021. Go. But uh, dude, Aubrey, she's just so like anyone who knows Aubrey, you know, she, she just brings such a good vibe. She, her energy is amazing. She has supported me with everything. I, you know, I, I think it would be kind of frightening to be a female who's going to go get a very nice, secure job thinking that their fiance is crazy to and trying to, is going to do opening up a gym, open up a gym and, yeah. and like, so for her, she just, she handled, she's like my biggest, so basically what you're saying is I won't get a girlfriend anytime. That's what Austin's telling me. You know, I, I, I have this and I believe in it. Well, I guess I can't say that I've experienced it yet, but my mom gave me this thing to put in my office. It's like the 22, 23 keys to success. Uh-huh. And, uh, I think number one is marrying the right person mm. and, um, not saying that you don't have to get married. You don't have to be in a relationship to yeah. be successful, but if you do get with that right person, it, uh, it, it, it definitely, it definitely helps. So you, so, so even that, I think a lot of people talk about, you know, people don't get married beyond yourself. So you think you're coming from the other side of like, cause I'm thinking like, well, if you do get married, it's more time you have to spend with her. Like it's more money you have to do. Like, why not? Why is single not better? That's another good topic. Why is single not better for you? Why has it been better with when you were someone, even though she does take up more of your time and more money? Well, I think, I think it, if it, my situation is a lot different too, I think from a lot, because, you know, we started dating when I was 13 years old wow. and uh, we've been together for over nine years. So if I uh, didn't have that relationship and I was single now, yeah, I probably would not be looking to get in a relationship mm-hmm. because we, the first four years, I mean, just getting to know someone it yeah. takes a lot of effort and a lot of time. And I know for a fact, if I was single, I'm not going to have the time to build a good relationship. Yeah. I'm just not. So mm-hmm. it's tough. And I, and like, I understand that, like who doesn't want to find someone awesome and get married and build a relationship, but yeah. like, you know, that balance. Yeah. I'm in that time right now. I'm, I'm very like, kind of like you're saying, like, yeah. I'm very limited. Like, I don't know if I can really take time to really get to know someone a lot. I don't know. I'm just trying, I'm trying to learn that for myself right now. So yeah. And I, I'm not an expert on, what people do to go meet someone now. But I think that at the end of the day, I always tell Aubrey this too. And and we live by this, you know, I got to make myself happy before I can make other people happy. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, whatever, if, if that means 12 hours at the gym, if I got to do that to make me happy, then she understands that. And I'm going to be a way better fiance, husband, and soon father, not saying there's one in the oven, but you know, one day, <laughs> dude, that'd be something else if there was, man. That'd and, be, uh, be yeah, like if I'm, if I'm doing what I love and I'm, you know, doing, but there's balance, man, there's definitely balance, mm-hmm. but you know, in our free time, uh, in my free time, I love to golf. I'm getting better because my partner is indeed a pro. He's made me mm-hmm. a lot better, but I'm still not good. Um, I love that. Uh, gosh, I, there, I don't really not enjoy anything. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I, I used to hate going to the movies. Now I love going to the movies. Like it's such a stress relief, just an escape now. Dude, I was watching some, some movies either night. Cause I was like trying to talk about the thing of like not judging yourself. Yeah. I was like, sit down and watch a movie. I'm not going to say what I watched cause people will probably judge me, but it was like, a, it was, <laughs> well, no, you got, you got to say now uh, it's a, it was, I was watching twilight. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was watching the new moon. I remember going to the theaters for the first time like being allowed to watch a movie like that. Like I think it was like 11 or 12. It was like, I don't know. It was like PG 13. My mom was like, I don't know about this, but I remember watching that. It gave me like some memories as a kid, but I don't know. It just it was like the fact of just like getting away and just watching a movie, like to relax. I haven't done that in a while. And I felt really, really good. It's nice, dude. It's nice. And you know, you know, now I don't, I don't really go out nearly as much and going out to me. It's, it's a lot of fun, man. Mm-hmm. I'm a big 
social what do they say social butterfly mm -hmm. and like dude i you, you're more extroverted you think oh yeah absolutely yeah. and yeah. i i partied my ass off in college i really did i'm not gonna lie i mean i was going you know spring break every year like i i yeah. love that stuff i i just love to party you're on the cruises too didn't you yeah. i remember you telling me you're on that cruise yeah and um but your priorities just change when you graduate and mm -hmm. it's not like i don't love to party but it's like man can i really sacrifice being hung over the next day you can't and i i don't know why but i usually get pretty hung over and i i don't I, I don't really like drinking that much you know i might have a casual drink here and there but i do i, I do like going out you know that's a hobby yeah um but my biggest hobby truly is creating content there's some so fun about it to me and um that is actually more of like a side thing to me now because now that i'm so busy i don't have as much time to just sit down and create content mm -hmm. which that's why saul's doing that helping you yeah but um yeah that, you know i was away i definitely had a lot of weird hobbies growing mm -hmm. up as a kid too so i don't know I, I i like to dabble in everything and my hobbies change you know mm -hmm. i'm always i'll go in a phase where i'm a big movie guy and then i'm like yeah, i don't want to watch movies anymore and then um, I'm reading a lot more, so I just yeah switch it up, you know. Yeah, I like that. You need to come with me to like some coffee shops, bro. I know you're getting that coffee. We yeah. need to do something I can explain to you, like the process of different, like the flavors and the coffee. And I think you'd really like it because you're all about the process, and I think it relates a lot of just like the building of someone's body or just. Um, you appreciate the end product. Oh, you do, and I know we're talking about even like coffee, just put you in that mindset. But it's it's also good. It tastes good to both of us and. Like for me, my days go a lot better when I have that little cup of coffee. It's like the little things, like enjoying the things that we Dude, have. That, I think know? everyone like should learn the process of a lot of stuff. Yeah. If more people took the time to just more learn, gratitude would be there. Yeah, because like it, with it, with anything, like even just seeing the gym, like I step into this building, right, that mm -hmm. we just signed the lease for, and I'm looking in it, and I'm excited just because mm -hmm. we finally signed the lease. Yeah. But you're looking in this raw building, thinking how the hell is this going to look the way I want it to look? Uh -huh. I mean, it's old. I mean, not old, but it's like just raw. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing in there. And seeing all the construction done and how fast it happened, man, it was so satisfying. I can't even explain. That was like my favorite part, yeah. like going in the next day, knowing that they were painting this or laying this down. And to see it come to life, dude, it – and I'll say this. This is – when I was at active, my biggest thing that I wish I would have took more seriously was just, I'm really bad at, I'm, I'm a very unorganized person. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, honestly the thought of organizing, I know people say you should do a little bit every day. It stresses me out. Mm -hmm. Like organization stress me out, but, um, I would be bad at, you know, cleaning stuff, picking up stuff. And I know that could maybe be a little bit annoying to the owners there. And definitely I would get better at it and, and do it out of respect. But like, dude, I'm like mopping for fun now just because <laughs> well, like, it's your place. Man. It's your yeah. place. And like just it's difference. It's awesome. Man. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. That is, that is awesome, bro. I could agree more. It's like when you work for yourself, it's just, there's just something about it. It's like, you're, you're also like creating yourself. Like, I don't think you, I was thinking the other day, Austin, I don't think you're ever going to find yourself. Like, I think cause like that'd be kind of be boring if you really find yourself. I think you're like, you're creating yourself each and every day to be better because each day is new. And mm -hmm. like, I want to start like when you create a project, you want to keep creating it to make it better. And I think like as us as humans is like, when you're working on something that you really love doing, it's like you get to create yourself each and every day and you never know what, what's going to turn out at the end of the day. But like what matters most is it's yourself. And, and I love that. Um, but, um, coming to the end of the podcast and one of the most important things I always ask is like someone's purpose in life and and uh, like why they're doing this and so um i'll let you take the reins on this because you're awesome pace and you know your purpose so what would be like your purpose in life and, and just just in general what you're trying to do yeah 
you know, I feel like outside of fitness, I just want to, uh, well, first off, I want to create more content than anyone ever only for the fact of, or only for the reason of, I want people to just see everything. Mm -hmm. I want them to see that succeed or fail. They saw what I was able to do, what I was not able to do to get encouragement, to maybe get some practicality out of it. So I want to be someone who puts themselves out there um, saying, Hey, I don't care what the end result or what happens, but I don't want to, I want people to know that I'm doing that. So they can see the process and, Mm -hmm. and and appreciate it and maybe get some inspiration inspiration and, um, and just be real. And, and I want to, I want people to know that your age and your credibility Mm -hmm. you got you got to get that out of your mind that that could be a limiting factor for you and i think that people could see from me that being a people person even if you're not an extrovert i'm an an introvert so yeah Yeah. and like and there there's not a right or wrong answer there i mean giving people the time of the day you're gonna have so even if you're an introvert you're gonna have to have multiple interactions every single day so my purpose I feel like is every interaction I have, I don't care what's going on in my life. I'm going to listen. I'm going to, I'm going to give energy that fuels that person for the rest of the day. I mean, it's amazing what a good interaction can do for someone and same of receiving it too. Mm -hmm. And multiple interactions a day, you know, just give everyone your all. It can be exhausting, but it's worth it in the end, not just because it makes you feel good, but because of the opportunities that come from it. A lot of business opportunities come from it. And, you know, lastly, with the gym and um, and you care if I go in, in with the gym, kind of what, what's happening and, and yeah, it's, it's, like, it's I mean, all it's all on you. Like I said, passion for the gym man. you know, purpose <clears throat> to, uh, like I said, provide Lee Summit right now before we really expand with with with, with that gym environment. I'm talking about where there's a lot of people of all fitness levels and and goals and ages in there feeling like it's their sanctuary they belong there in a place that's very positive the vibes are amazing and it's ran by someone that wants that for everybody so um you know if if you're interested in joining amp performance the address is four northeast skyline drive lisa missouri zip code is 64086 and uh when is this podcast dropping do you know um i might try to drop it tomorrow today's thursday today is I mean, what are you, are you fine with it tomorrow? Dude, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. What, what's the date today? Today's the tenth. So yeah, be the eleventh. So we are running a grand opening sale right now. We're only doing the classes. We offer six classes a day: um, six a.m., eight a.m., nine thirty, noon, uh, four thirty, and six thirty p.m. And you know, me and Chris write the workouts. We write the programs. We do the majority of the classes, but we got awesome trainers. Um, and we're doing a grand opening sale. So it's only going to be the one-time sale that we do because I don't want to be the gym that is always doing these promotions where people feel like, man, I should have just waited two months yeah. and saved There's some There's a better money. one. There's a better one. There's a better one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, now's the time to join if you want. Uh, we got three memberships off, uh, options, two times per week, three times per week, unlimited classes. So, you know, if you want information on that, go follow Amp Performance Gym on Facebook and Instagram. Reach out to me if you want to come try a class or a week for free. Um, absolutely. Just let me know. And I just want y'all to experience the vibes in there, man. And the training, because at the end of the day, I'm passionate about training and I want to get you from point A to point B. So that's what we do there. But, um, I'm just excited, man. I'm, 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 I'm happy, Mm -hmm. even though I may not be happy for whatever reason in three days, I'm going to be okay with that. And I'm going (laughs) to move on and I'm just living life, man. Enjoying. I hope everyone stays motivated and figures out eventually what 
what they want for themselves. Yeah, that's good stuff, Austin. I appreciate that. And yeah, definitely be checking checking Austin out. And and I'm just glad to have you on the podcast, man. Thank yeah, you thank you so much, man. This is uh, definitely the most legit uh, setup and everything I've been on. And the questions are amazing. So you're yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Yo, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. And if you've made it to the end of the podcast, which obviously means that you have because you're still listening to this right now, I appreciate that. And if you like the podcast or if you know of anyone that could really use this podcast, feel free to download this episode or share it to them. That would mean a lot to me. And also, if you have not yet, subscribe to the podcast because you're not going to want to miss out on the special guests that will be coming on each episode um, just to hear about their life, the processes, um, just the inspiration and value that they can bring to you and whatever you're trying to go through in life. Um, you can also reach out to me via text message or phone call at 816-714-9904. I feel like a salesman right now. Um, email is christianlynch25 at gmail.com. And I'm also on all social media sites. And my tag is Christian J. Lynch. Um, I'd love to talk about anything that you're going through, whether it's process, questions, you know, new businesses, content that you're trying to create. That is one of the favorite things I love talking about. But again, guys, know your purpose, pursue your passion, and most importantly, enjoy the process. Till next time. Thank you.